Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. folks as always we're honored to be with you it's just wonderful to come across your radios your airwaves and be able to share this time with you and we know that there's a, a myriad of things you could be doing right now but taking the time to you know maybe turn off the music uh, maybe turn down things and just listen to this and go through the bible with us and these songs of the night these psalms so uh today we're actually going through psalm 136 number 10 verse number 10 through verse 16 with me, as always, is my friend and cohort in podcast crime, Stephanie Weisskill, <laughs> uh, recently coming back from the COVID-19 variant. So uh, what's going on with you, Stephanie? You know what, Doug? I'm rejoicing in the Lord. Um, you got to rejoice. It is. It's a beautiful morning here. I'm sorry you, you've you been dealing with rain, but yeah. here, maybe a little dry. But it's beautiful. It's sunny. It was, it was, um, I opened windows this morning. It's only 66 degrees and, um, about 65 to 70 is my sweet spot. So I'm, I'm enjoying that. And just, I'm glad we can serve the Lord. Yeah. You know, you start getting below 65. It's a little bit too cold for me, but you hang there at 65 and stuff. You're doing okay. You know, and 65 to 70, you're right, is the great sweet spot. So we have this segment called the Norton Knuckleheaded Moment. I have another one for you today, and we'll give Stephanie a couple in a row here coming up. But this is what I was thinking. You know, you might be a knucklehead if you take clothes off the rack and put them back in the wrong size. And so and, and, and let me explain. You just put them back where you took them down. So I have size challenges going on because I wear, for instance, my shirts are – large long so I literally go to stores that have tall clothes and say can you show me your large long shirts and the guy says I have one and he goes and gets it sometimes he can't even find the one that's showing on his register so listen if you pulled out the wrong shirt or whatever put it back where it goes you might be a knucklehead if you leave a mess after looking at clothes do the right thing clean up behind you then I'm married to a woman who's very small she could probably fit in my pocket in some of my bigger pants you know she's about four foot eleven and a half inches tall and about 90 pounds or something I don't know uh, so she's on the other extreme. So we're always having to look through shoes that are in the wrong place too. And I just wanted to say that. So we might be a knucklehead <laughs> if we don't put the clothes back. That's all. No big deal. It's not, <laughs> not nothing too much to get freaked out about, but put the clothes back. All right. So, and then we're recommending books right now. So I'm going to do another one. Then we're going to let Stephanie in. So I'm going to give you a secular book. So I'm going to go every other on my books. So I gave you that one yesterday, Gentle and Lowly uh, by Dane Ortland the heart of Christ for sinners and sufferers. And, and boy, when we deal with them and when we're sinners and sufferers, you know, what a great book. I read a, a good deal of it last night, sent to me from my dear friend. Uh, but I want to recommend a non-Christian uh, book as well. I've always loved, and I mentioned this to Stephanie, I've always loved the book, The Boys in the Boat, the story of the 36 Olympic team. You need to read that. It was written by an author named Brown, and the name of the book is The Boys of the Boat. There's not a lot of swearing and, and unchristian-like stuff going on in there, but to take a walk through a depression with these people and realize that these kids on this Olympic team, most of them didn't have a dime. They had to work part-time jobs. They were on a rowing team. It's about crew. 
Uh, I guess they're going to try to make a movie about it, but I think it was either number one or number two best-selling book in America for 36 straight weeks. And it's a book, I'm a period guy, uh, Stephanie. I like going back in periods of time and experiencing them. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's what this book does for you. It brings you back to, you know, starting out somewhere there at the end of World War One and, and that neck of the woods and bringing you up to World War Two and and what these guys had done to the Olympic Games and, and Berlin. I mean, it, it's pretty spectacular. And uh, so that's a book I recommend, The Boys in the Boat. So here we are. We're on Psalm 136, starting in verse number 10. We're going to talk through this. I think this study on Psalms it has grown me a little bit, Stephanie. I, I just heard from one of our uh, dedicated listeners a little while ago. I was talking on the phone with them about 15 minutes before Stephanie and I got on here. And uh, he was mentioning how God is really using it in his life. I actually talked to two this morning. Then I talked to our dear friend, Zach, who uh, he's trying to listen to every one of them in order, and he's on 200-something right now. He he doesn't want to miss every, anything. He wants to build upon that. So praise the Lord. He's on Psalm 23 right now. And mm. uh, But uh, they're all saying the same thing. Boy, this is helping, in, helping me to be a better human being, to be a better Christian, to move forward. And then when we get to verse number 10 in Psalm 136, it says to him that smote Egypt in their firstborn, for his mercy endureth forever. So we go from creation, as Stephanie just pointed out to me prior to us coming on, and we end up where the Lord has taken care of Egypt and brought out Israel from among them, for his mercy endureth forever. With a strong hand and with a stretched out arm, for his mercy endureth forever. So you get that vision of the strong hand and the stretched out arm to us. To him which divided the Red Sea into parts, for his mercy endureth forever. <laughs> And he made Israel to pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endureth forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which led his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endureth forever. So here's God showing up on the scene and taking folks like us and getting us to the other side, Stephanie. I mean, what are you thinking when you look at those verses 10 through 16? Wow. Well, this story is um, one of my favorites and, and not in a, not in a sense of, I mean, it's a heartbreaking story when you look at the history of what God did in Egypt um, because of Pharaoh being so evil and so hard towards the Lord. And, um, but, but what I love about the story is God's faithfulness. When I look at what happened in Egypt, I see, First of all, I see a man, you know, this, this chapter is focused on God. So it doesn't mention Moses. There's so much, you know, if you want to get the full, the full deal, go to Exodus and read about everything that happened here in Egypt. But, you know, when I think through this story, you have Moses, a man who, who had a stuttering problem, a man who was a murderer, a man who had, I mean, from his birth, the hand of God had been clearly on his life, guiding and protecting, and and I think of his mother. I mean, there's just so much that goes into this story, the building blocks that led up to what we what we read about here, the actual plagues. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know, if we look at those verses too, if you look at that first one, he smote Egypt. Remember that Egypt is the power of the world at this point, and so. You know, when you're sitting around and having a conversation, you don't say, and he smote Rhode Island. You're saying, he, he smote Egypt. You know, he smote the world power with all the weapons, all the horses, all the food, all the men, the organized military, all that craziness. And what does God do? He smote them because he can. 
and uh, well, because of his people, you know, he's right. Yeah, he's they taking care of his people. He can. He can take care yeah. of his people. That's the mercy of that yeah. mercy endureth forever. And then he brought out, that term brought out out of Hebrews there, you know, uh, I mean, uh, for the Hebrew people is a big term. He got yeah. us out. He brought out, they sing about it. They talk about it. It's a way out. Now, has God ever brought you out anywhere, Stephanie? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that's one of the reasons this story means so much. As we, you know, as we read, I, I will never read the story of the parting of the Red Sea and that whole concept of being brought out, of being rescued, of being saved supernaturally. I'll never, never read that story the same again. Exactly. And, and, and I can't either. You know, now that I know Stephanie and what she went through escaping from Cameroon with her family. And I mean, the, the name Wesco was on the lips of every extreme religious uh, Muslim uh, fanatic over there. They know the name. Uh, they know what they did. And uh, they want to, and, and, but you know what name is on our lips? You know what name Stephanie worships every day? You know what name people are hearing right now on this radio because of that escape, because of God, what, because of what God did is God, the creator, the merciful one, God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy ghost. So it's turning that around. So he brought out of Israel from among them, they'd been stuck there. And, uh, I think that there's a significance there, um, you know, we get stuck in places, Stephanie, and, and not just landlocked like you were in Cameroon trying to get out. We get stuck. We're in bonds sometimes, aren't we? Yeah, sorry. You caught me blowing my nose. <laughs> and you know, folks, uh, when you hit that mute button and blow your nose, no one ever has to know that you're blowing your nose. The nose <laughs> knows, but people out there don't know. But you can blow your nose. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I forgot your question. You got me totally. <laughs> I said that not only does he bring bring us out of being on lands and places like that, but oh. but he brings us out yes. of being held captive. I mean, there's yes. so many there's so many people listening to this. All joking aside, uh, getting away from the nose nose, uh, <laughs> there there's so many people being held captive for different things in yeah. their life, and God has the key. He has the way out. Yeah. And PTSD can be chains if you choose to let it be. Um, there is, there's a real sense in which, um, you know, and it may be because of nothing you did. It may not be because you, you tried to be involved in a situation that created trauma in your life. But if you don't let the Lord be your salvation as Moses by faith, let God be for the children of Israel, as he led them through this whole process, if you don't let God do that for you, you will have chains that gets stronger and stronger. And it's a, it's a by faith step to say, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let this control me. Um, because it will, it will hold you captive. Yeah. And, and you know, what's weird is you get used to chains. And one of the hardest things I think about, um, being held in some type of captivity, you know, or being captive to some type of sin or some way of life is we get used to chains. You know, so we say, well, yeah. maybe if I take these chains off, it could be worse. And, and, and I mean, I'm not trying to pick on anybody in particular because, you know, when you point at somebody, the thumb is right back in my face, but we get used to these chains. And, and you know, we talked about, you know, having different themes and, and, you know, these first three verses going up to 12, you know, really the Bible quantifies this and, and, and commentary and stuff. And I've got written in my Bible, Redeemer. So those first three things 
we're dealing with the Redeemer. Then we go into the shepherd for the next three verses here, but if you, or the next four verses. But if you look at this, with a strong hand, with a stretched out arm, his mercy endureth forever. And, you know, sometimes when you want to get pulled up, you want somebody pulling you up with a real strong hand that's not going to let go. And you want somebody pulling you up with a real long arm. And, uh, and folks, I got to tell you, breaking the chains is good. Breaking the chains and getting out of this crazy stuff is a good thing. Uh, I mean, when you experience the liberty that comes with a relationship with Jesus Christ, when you experience uh, uh, what what Christianity looks like and what God does through you and to you and the changes that are made and the life-changing world in which you live, it, it's just, it just seems unattainable. You know, when you're looking back and you say, I couldn't do this, and that's the point. That's what this psalm is all about. It's about that redeemer who redeems us. And, and now we go into the shepherd side. We can't do it. Yeah. We, we just can't get there from here. There's no way out of our chains. There's no way out of our bonds that does not include uh, our Lord. It, there's just no way. There's no way. And then we get to 13, Stephanie. It says, to him which divided the Red Sea into parts, for his mercy endureth forever. And, and so we see that, and we know that he shepherds us through these things, and and, uh, and made Israel to pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endureth forever. But overthrew uh, Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which led his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endureth forever. And uh, so God's the one that takes us through the wilderness. God's the one who brings us to the other side. And uh, I think you know, I think we know some of these things, Stephanie. I think as a group of people and people listening, we know that God does it. But I think sometimes we don't tap into those resources. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think something that stands out to me that is a, that should be a, a caution wave to those who are hardening their hearts to the Lord. You know, that path through the Red Sea was the way of escape. It was that path of deliverance for the children of Israel. Yeah. But it became a death trap for Pharaoh and his, and, and his army because God saw what their intent was. God saw what their goal was and God knew how evil their hearts were. And I think it's very, um, should be a caution warning to anyone who tries to take, tries to use a way that God is really working maybe in someone's life and turn it into their own personal gain. You know, Pharaoh should have known that that path of escape for the children of Israel wasn't probably a very safe place for him to be, to go. You know I mean? We're talking a, a path through the middle of the sea, water on both sides. His heart was so hard. He thought he could use it to his advantage. He thought he could use what was a blessing from God on his people for his personal advantage. And it ended in his death. And um, it's a caution warning to, where's my heart? What's, what are my intentions? Am I, am I pleasing God in what I do? Because Pharaoh, the story of Pharaoh is a terrifying one because he reached the point of hardening his heart for so long that God began hardening his heart. He reached that point of no return. And that is a very, that that's always a sobering thing. When I read that verse about that God overthrew Pharaoh and his host, Pharaoh literally reached that point of no return. And he literally was so perverted in his thinking he thought that that path of deliverance for the children of Israel was going to be his way to get an advantage on them. And that's a very scary place to reach. It is. And, and I think we, 
we've got to look at our intentions every day, I believe. And I know I've said this and probably said it a hundred times in these 400 Psalms or however far we are now. And, and I probably said this a hundred times, but you know, every day is a choice. Every day you make a choice on what's going to happen that day and how much God has of that day. Do I start the day reading the Bible, listening to the Bible, whatever it is you do that gets you in the zone, doing your devotion, listen to us on the podcast, but every day is a choice. You know, do we break the bonds? Do we cross the red seas in our life? Do we do? And it's hard. You make decisions and, and, and they're hard. Do I leave this group of people who are narcissists? Do I, uh, I mean, we could go on and on and they're everywhere. There's narcissists everywhere. There's, you know, some people who are listening to us are, are in, you know, they have bad pastors, bad churches, but I've been going here my whole life and I know he's not doing right. Some people listening to us or may have a boyfriend or girlfriend that's wrong and they know it, but you know, the family likes him or her. Uh, I mean, there's these things you got to blast through. And there's these yeah. decisions you make every single day for God. And you realize that, well, I'm not, you know, part in this Red Sea that I have by myself, God's the one who's part in this Red Sea. And and some people, it's it's not even as big as that, but it's huge. So you say, Doug, you're not making sense. I mean, there's huge things that, that people in the ministry make decisions about every single day. There's huge things, you know. And, and uh, I've, always, I've often thought it would be really hard to be the spouse of someone in the ministry. I think that's every bit as hard, if not harder, than the person that's in the ministry. I mean, the persons in the ministry, they sit back and know they're getting blasted. You know, people are bad-mouthing them. They're talking about them. And somehow you got to minister to those same people. Somehow yeah. you got to get, I mean, we were hung out to dry, Stephanie, and now we're ministering to people who work for the people who hung us out to dry. You know, we got people calling us, looking to us, wanting us to take care of things, and, and we're going to do it. Our God is merciful. But I guess going back to this choice thing, there's a choice what we do with our life every single day. And that choice, yeah. and, and if the choice is God, it's everything that comes along with God. You know, somehow yeah. we're missing that a little bit too in our lives. You know, so if, if, if we end by saying my choice is God, well, then it's doing the right things. It's being in the right church. It's being in the right things, being in the right relationships and getting your heart right and praying every day and studying your Bible and, and getting through this crazy PTSD thing is a choice. It's an everyday choice. It's yeah. saying, God, I can't do this. I need you to part my Red Sea. I need you to reach out that real long arm. I need you to grab me with that strong hand that nobody can take me out of, the Bible says. I need that in my life. So I, I, think that, I think that as we go through Psalm 136 here, and we look at 10 through 16, and we're, you know, we're sitting here looking at these seven verses, and uh, I think what comes to my mind is we, we are dealing with a Redeemer, uh, you know, and we are dealing with a shepherd, but we have to submit to the Redeemer and the shepherd. The shepherd can't move any sheep unless the sheep do what they're told. And, and I think it, I think far too often, Stephanie, that, you know, we're sitting back and we're, uh, you know, we know we're sheep, but we're not listening to the shepherd and we're yeah. not going through the great gates, you know, and we're not, we're not ending up, uh, uh, at the still water and we're not ending up, uh, you know, at the Lord's table. We're not ending up there knowing that everything's covered. And so I don't know. I mean, you got a verse of a song or something you want to add to this to maybe give us a little bit of clarity. Sure. Um, I, I think when I look at this passage, I see, like I said earlier, God's faithfulness. That's, that's what resounds with me as God's faithful to his children. And, um, so I think I'll sing the first verse of great is thy faithfulness. Yeah. 
Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. So when we look at this psalm and we go through these seven verses, again, come into my mind, come into where we are. Uh, I think we got to stop and, and know that we're dealing with a redeemer, knowing that we're dealing with a shepherd and uh, knowing what he's done. He's brought people through the Red Sea. He's, uh, he's, he's parted that. He's got us through the other side. He can do the same for you. And mm-hmm. uh, he can get you through those things that are your Red Sea, through those things that are terrible. And number one thing you think that, uh, uh, that someone can do uh, – to help them, Stephanie, to help them in their relationship with God after being saved, after following God in obedience of baptism, what's what's the next thing? I mean, what's the number one thing we can do through the local church to, to help the church and to help people get closer to God? What do you think is the number one thing? Wow. Well, no Jesus. I mean, if you don't, if you don't, you can follow the church rules. You can follow a status quo. Um, you can do all of those things and be dry and thirsty inside. Yeah. Knowing Jesus, knowing him, knowing his life being lived through you, seeking him. You know, he promises that if you draw an eye to him, he will draw an eye to you. That's, I think, the number one key. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that relationship and, and again, having PTSD, uh, suffering, those things in your life that puts us in a place where we're maybe hesitant to really step out sometimes. But if you think about everything good that happens in our life, first of all, we don't get saved without trusting Christ and stepping into his arms. It doesn't happen. Uh, we don't, you know, we don't become obedient and member of a local church unless we step out through, you know, the local church baptism and, things of that nature. So it's, it's obedient. We don't, you know, you don't meet your, uh, wife, husband, uh, or anything like that without stepping out. Everything in life takes a little bit of stepping out, but the great thing you'll ever step out for the greatest thing you'll ever do. The best thing ever is to make God number one in your life. And I think that's really important. And I I know Stephanie, we go to these camps and we meet these people whose lives have, uh, been changing whose things have been going on and, and we meet these people and we see these things and, uh, uh, and we, and we can sit here and we can tell these people unapologetically that, listen, it's okay. You know, just step out. It's going to work. We see it all the time. We see people's lives changing. 
and uh, be part of the change. Be part of what Christ can do through you. Be part of what God can do through you. And listen, we want to talk to you. If you need to talk on the phone or if you just want to get a hold of us, uh, just just go out to Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Drop us a note. We'll make sure that one of us gets right back to you. If it's a lady, we'll have uh, probably Miss Stephanie and one of our ladies call you, Debbie. And uh, if it's a man, I'll, I'll most likely be the one to call you, one of our new men. Uh, will be the one to call you as well. But we want to talk to you, and we want you to listen to everything Brother Eric has to say here as part of our production crew with this podcast. He talks about what you need to know to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and we want you to listen to every word. We want you to be in heaven with us. We sure do love you, folks. Looking forward to talking with you again real soon. Say bye, Stephanie. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.